John Brennan here with uh, MMAT Company. I have Strictly Business, Christian Carr, uh, on the other end of this Skype interview. Christian, how are you doing today? Doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Can't complain. Um, usually, I'd like to do these interviews in person, but you know, with the, the times that we're in, I figured it'd be best to do a Skype interview. Uh, so before we get into it too far, um, just let me know like what you're up to, how you've been staying busy, what you've been doing since we haven't been in the gym. Yeah, um, I don't know, just been getting out uh, outside a lot, you know, trying to get little workouts in. Um, I have I have a wrestling mat in my basement. My brother and I are still hitting pads and stuff, getting some good workouts in. But uh, I know it's been a little weird. Like the other day, I, the other day I went out on a ten mile run. I don't think I've ever done that before, just because I didn't have anything <laughs> else to do. So uh, yeah, I don't know, just just trying to stay busy with everything that's going on, whether it's. You know, like listen to a, a good podcast that keeps me motivated, uh, keeps me from dragging. But yeah, just staying busy. Uh, and talking about podcasts, what kind of podcast you listen to? Who's your go-to when you throw them on? I don't, I don't listen to a ton. I listen to Jocko's all the time now. I can, I can listen to that dude all the time. But uh, yeah, episode a lot 89, of if you haven't seen it, you got to watch episode eighty-nine. Jocko, Jocko podcast episode 89. Uh, I'll jump into that right after we get off this call. Um, cool. And I saw, you know, we've been talking about it a little bit uh, that you've been doing some rock climbing. So I know that you started, you know, in the nook where you work. Uh, and I've seen that you've been outside, you know, rock climbing a couple different places. So, you know, tell me about that. What got you into rock climbing? Uh, and, you know, how do you, you know, how do you progress through that? Okay, so um, yeah, working at the Nook, I see it there all the time. It looks cool. Uh, my my buddy Brandon, uh, shout out Brandon Greased. Uh, actually, the one day he started doing it, um, I knew him for like a month or so, and he asked me to come out. So, um, fun fact: rock climbing in a rock gym is really tiring on your forearms. So the first time we went, um, we were supposed to go on Wednesday, and then we were gonna go Friday. But he's in the National Guard, so he got called. Uh, so he had like his drill on Friday. So we went Wednesday, Thursday, and I woke up from a nap on Thursday, and I couldn't close my hands because my forearms were sobering out. But um, since then, the, the muscle endurance has built a little bit, but um, it's a ton of fun. I know it's something different. It gives me a good, like, uh, kind of like a full body workout, works my core real good, works my, like, uh, forearms, my grip strength, and it's just it's just different. It's a little, a little bit of a step away from trying to mangle people all the time because, I mean, that's pretty much what goes on for the rest of the days. <laughs> Good. And then speaking of uh, mangling people, I wanted to get into um, that side of your brain a little bit anyway. Uh, so you and I, you know, we've been training together probably since you're what, 14, 15 years old. Yeah. And what, you're just about to be 21. So that's about, you know, six years, something like that. Uh, what really got you into Gracie 717 in the first place? What made you want to come into the gym? Um, so pretty much I started wrestling when I was four I kind of got, uh, my foot in the door. Um, I wrestled for about six, seven years and then I took a couple years off actually. And then, um, I was working at this summer camp, uh, in the Poconos called Twin Pines and they had a martial arts camp there. Um, I just enjoyed, uh, enjoyed a little bit of what we were doing there. And then, uh, my brother and I, um, we were just getting into it at the house playing UFC and then trying to move. We trying the moves we saw on TV on each other. And uh, so I just looked up the closest jiu-jitsu school and uh, started doing um, jiu-jitsu when I was 14 and uh, picked up kickboxing when I was 15. Was wrestling through high school and then kind of just put it all together. Uh, I think it was my sophomore year I had my first 
kickboxing fight, and uh, my between my junior and senior year, I had my first MMA fight. Awesome. And I've kind of got to see it, you know, as you're coming up through, you started as the young kid in the gym, and people would rag on you and, you know, give you heck for, you know, being the younger guy. And now uh, I think a lot of people are turning to you for advice, you know, seeing you uh, having your successes in, in MMA, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu tournaments. So what has that transition been like for you as, you know, coming from that younger kid to now someone that people look to uh, for that training advice and for that motivation? Yeah, it's funny. Really this year, everybody's been kind of, kind of been saying though, I remember when you're a little kid type of thing, but um, yeah, it's fun. I, I really enjoy the transition where it's not just I'm that little kid like they can they can come and ask me stuff because I I don't know I feel like I learn a lot through uh through coaching people um so um like if I haven't explained a move to you that um that I do and I like kind of like do some things without being conscious of it when I have to break it down for somebody is when I can find those little uh, pieces that I don't notice I do but I can uh, recognize them in those positions and then I can um, implement them even better in the moment because I know that's, that's part of that um, part of that sequence now. So it, it helps me out in the long run. And it's, I mean, the better my training partners are, um, the better I'm going to be getting. So if I catch somebody with something and I show them how to defend it and I can never hit that on them again, I know it's, it's helping me. So yeah, I enjoy it all. Sure. And that, you know, obviously makes you better, you know, as a fighter and then also better as a coach because you have to now find new ways, you know, for yourself to apply, you know, those those transitions and submissions to your training partner. So everyone kind of gets better through that process. Um, Now, you've been coaching kickboxing for what, a little uh, under a year, right? That pretty regularly that you've been helping Um, out? A little bit more than that, maybe like a year and a half. uh, Okay. Couple times a week, um, but a little bit more over this past year, definitely. Sure. And with that, with that coaching and kickboxing, um, have you seen uh, a little bit of yourself, you know, in your students, or have you kind of noticed that they take it and and run with it under their their own um, kind of style? I mean, yeah, um, certain things, but um, I try to I try to tell the, the people I'm teaching. I mean, I'm not the best kickboxer or anything but i'm gonna i'm gonna tell them what works for me and i'm like listen like if this isn't really your style try it out for me if you like it throw it in the in the toolbox but if you don't then it's not your move but um i try my best to keep um everything i'm coaching pretty versatile whether it's the basics or i'm showing a little something i like to do that's a little tricky um but yeah there's there's a little something in it for everybody and you you can kind of twist and turn it your own way i like to um i like to show little stuff I do and tell them why I do it. And, um, I don't know, uh, being brought up by my coaches and stuff, those little things and then being, being told why they do it and, uh, and why it's like good. Um, you know, just kind of like push me to want to do it that way. Like if I'm throwing a switch kick and I'm taking my, taking my step outside to cut off on the angle, um, because it's going to help me cut them off. Then I'm going to want to do that instead of stepping up and throwing a switch from my stance. You understand what I'm saying? So I mean, just try to put put little picks in picks in their brain that were put into mine, um, which kind of helped me um, gather all the information. Got you. And you said something earlier, uh, you know, a little bit of you, you, you know, if there's a little bit of flair or whatnot in in the style that you bring uh, from us training together. I know that your your style is a little bit more flashy than mine. You like. Uh, 
sometimes using the, the lower percentage, uh, higher risk uh, moves, and, and you hit them a lot on a lot of people in the gym. Uh, where do you kind of draw that inspiration from? Where do you, um, you know, pull the ideas from to, to have the style that you have, which is, you know, that I wouldn't even say flashy because you do do a lot of things, you know, with good basics, but you like those higher, you know, higher risk movements that, that pay off for you a lot of the times. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I just, even like through wrestling in high school, I just kind of let loose and you kind of, kind of just go with it. I mean, nobody really likes losing or anything, but if I'm losing, I'll like want to be getting my butt kicked, you know? Um, so, uh, like in wrestling, I'd be going for big moves, whether it's a big match or a small match, I'm going for big stuff. I am, I mean, there's some times I got thrown on my back and stuff and we fought out of those. I remember one match I had this kid, um, who, uh, who beat me in the league tournament and my brother was making fun of me a bunch for it. And, uh, I wrestled him at the sectional tournament. I was up 12, nothing. And Josh wasn't there for it. And I was like, oh, I got to tech this kid so I can tell him about it. So I tried real hard to, to turn him and get that that last three points. And I put myself right on my back. And I ended, up, I, ended up, I ended up winning by like 10 points or something. But I almost cost myself the match just because I was trying to cap something off. Because my brother was making fun of me a couple weeks before. So, uh, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's all fun. I like being entertaining. Uh, I don't know. Somebody's got to do it. And. <laughs> got you. Uh, so, in terms of your, you know, mentality when you're when you're training, when you're fighting, um, you know, you you said somebody's got to be that guy. Somebody's got to do it. Um, when you're when you're in a a fight camp, do you still go for, you know, those you know high per or low percentage movements or low percentage finishes, the high risk ones? Um, when you're preparing for a fight as opposed to when you're just, you know, training day to day and don't have anything coming up? Uh, I mean, there's some stuff um, that, I'll, that I'll keep doing. Um, there's like sometimes when somebody's sitting on their butt trying to get me to pass their guard, I'll like throw my head between their legs into a somersault over them. I won't do that when I'm training for like a real fight, but I do it when I'm screwing around with my buddies, you know. But um, yeah, little goofy stuff like that I'll take out, but like, I mean, if when it comes down to throwing like spin kicks or like spinning techniques and stuff, I mean, I'm drilling them because I'm trying to make them better. Uh, you know, I feel I feel like even like through like my wrestling, I was always like a big upper body guy. Um, so I was a big upper body guy, which is like some more like flashy moves and everything. And I got pretty good at my upper body stuff, and now I'm like super intrigued by like leg attacks, and I feel like that's like backwards as opposed to what everybody else does. Everybody starts with like. You know, they're, they're outside single and they're high crotch. And then they do some Greco and they get good at their upper body. So they're interested in doing that stuff. But it's kind of like backwards for me. So, like, I kind of, like, am diving back into just doing simple movements. But I always have those those little flashy moves. It's kind of like a muscle memory backup that just pay off when I need them. Gotcha. Okay. And then when you actually book a fight, right, you have your opponent, you know who you're going to be fighting, you have a date set. How does your mentality change? Like what, what do you do differently once you have that set, uh, in terms of your training or your diet or just the way that you prepare, you know, from day to day? Um, so it's not much of a, of, of a difference, you know, when I'm not on lockdown in my house, I'm in the gym. Um, I'm, I'm in the gym, uh, about, about five days a week. Um, at least um, a couple times a day. So uh, I like to get in there, get after it, regardless of how it's going. Uh, I'll step it up a little bit in um, working on some specifics. Um, 
getting a little more, a little bit more um, specific drilling in, but um, it's not too much of a difference. And I don't know, a lot of people get like kind of psyched up about um, fighting somebody, looking into them real hard. I like to pretty much just kind of see what stance they're gonna come out in. I'll watch like a fighter, a fight or two, but I don't get too deep into it. Um, when it comes down to it, like up to a fight, I don't really care too much about the dude. I mean, it, we're all kind of working toward the same goal. It's just right when that, uh, right when I'm about to go out, I'm just kind of mad that this guy thinks he can come out and beat me, regardless of how good he is. I know I put all that work in, and I'm just just kind of mad and ready to get ready to get it over with. So you you uh, you know you talk about when the cage door closes, you're mad. So would you say that you you fight angry would, when you're in the cage? Yeah, I'm not angry. It's just like it's just think about all the work you put in for that long period of time and there's somebody out there who thinks that they can come take that from you. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's hard to be able to, to let somebody do that to you, you know? So like, I'm just, I'm here mad that no disrespect to anybody. I'm here mad. This guy thinks he can come here and beat me, you know? Got you. Okay. For sure. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, now, you know, before you, you know, before you have that fight, you're in the back, you know, you go through the rules meeting, uh, and then, um, you know, you got you know, a couple fights till your fight. What's going through your mind prior to your warm-up? Uh, and then what kind of warm-up do you like to do uh, before you walk out? I'm just kind of chilling there. I'm always, uh, my brother's always there with me. We're usually kind of goofy, kind of hanging out in the back, kind of joking around. But um, I don't know, I'm peeing a lot. You know, I'm trying to get all the food and I'm running to the bathroom all the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll kind of peek out. I like to watch the fights when I can, uh, depending on what kind of show I'm at. You kind of got to walk out the back for that. But, like, two fights before, I'll start kind of warming up, get some good kicks going. Uh, I found out through all my years of, like, wrestling and stuff, I'm not crazy into, like, a huge, like, warm-up. I, like, kind of get a good sweat going, and then I just kind of pace and give myself a little bit of a shakeout, and I feel kind of fresh when, when I go out there. That might... That might be a little bit different when I get a little bit older because right now I can just kind of show up to the gym and start rolling. But one of these <laughs> days I might have to like warm up a little bit more. Yeah, we got time though. Yeah. If I'm not there, you're not there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So then you get done your warm up, right? And they say, you know, car, you're on deck. You go to the on deck circle uh, and you're waiting for your music to drop. How do you pick, you know, the music that you walk out to? I know a lot of fighters put a lot of thought into that. Uh, anything special that you do for these songs? Uh, I mean, pretty much how it goes. Like, I'm not going for some song that's going to make the crowd think I'm like some, like, big bad dude that's walking out. It's like pretty much the song I listen to most every day that I'm going to the gym. I hear it right before I go in the gym. I probably play it during the during the training session, and everybody, like, yells at me and tells me they don't like the music I'm playing. But um, it's it's pretty much pretty much the uh, – it's like my most listened to song in that fight camp. It's just like I can't get out of my head. And that's my uh, that's my song going into training. So like, it's kind of kind of puts me puts me where I need to be right before I go into get training. It, I mean, it could be something goofy. I walked out to Born in the USA one time. You know, like I, I was listening to Born in the USA. Actually, I walked out that to that song because my brother said he'd buy me a pizza if I did. So yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a big deal to me. It's usually just the song I listen to the most, but. It always kind of sets me in that mood um, to get ready to go scrap. 
Right on. Do you remember what kind of pizza he bought you? Yeah, I was actually kind of mad. He bought me, like, Domino's. I wanted something a little bit more legit, but... Next it time. It is what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, we're going to switch gears here a little bit. I'm going to ask you just a couple questions, uh, random stuff, just off the top of your head. We get some fast facts about Christian Carr. Uh, so, first one, what's your favorite food? Pizza. <laughs> and any special place it. where you like to get it? Uh, Parma Pizza here in Landishville. That's uh, that's my favorite pizza spot. Right on. Now, I know the answer to this, but a lot of other people might not. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Coraline. And that's why you named your dog Cora? Yep. Right on. But nobody likes that movie. I don't know how many friends I have. I tell them to watch it, and they think I'm an idiot for liking it. But my favorite movie, and I'm not changing my mind. Coraline. Got it. All right. What's your favorite holiday? Um... I don't know. I like Easter. I like springtime. And my mom really likes Easter. So she's always happy around Easter time. We always have everybody over in my house. So that's fun. Got you. All right. So we'll go with Easter. Uh, favorite cartoon character? Favorite cartoon character. Does Coraline count? I mean, she's like stop motion. No. Um, I'm not going to lie. I like SpongeBob. I remember I prided myself till about like 2017 on watching like every SpongeBob episode. But I don't really watch TV anymore. So. I'm a little off the, the track for that. All right. And the last one. We're going to exclude Chick-fil-A because I know that's everybody's favorite. So what's your favorite quick service restaurant? So it's got to have a drive-thru. Not um, Chick-fil-A. For all my Philly people that are watching, Sheets is a ton better than Wawa. And some of them have drive-thrus. So I like Sheets. We'll go Sheets. Got you. Okay. Um, and then a couple other questions. Uh, so... If you could go to dinner, you know, have sit down, have dinner with any fictional character, who would you choose? Uh, I don't know. I feel like Peter Griffin would be something pretty funny. To <laughs> All, right. All right, Peter Griffin. And then if you uh, if you could watch two celebrities fight in the UFC octagon, you know, championship rounds, five by five, what two celebrities would you want to see fight? And then who do you think would win? Um. I'd like to see John Cena and uh, Dave Bautista really go at it. You know, two two WWE wrestlers who are who are decent actors, um, but then they really have to throw down. I think that'd be pretty interesting. And then, who do you think he would win? Um, maybe Bautista because he actually like trains a little bit, but I don't know because he's right. not that good still. But <laughs> he's not. You're right. We both saw the videos. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then the last one, I'll let you go. If you could have one type of cheese for the rest of your life, what kind of cheese would that Pepper be? Jack. Pepper Jack. Pepper Jack cheese. Yes, Easy answer. Or mozzarella. All right. Or mozzarella. Then you could have pizza. Yeah, exactly. Pepper Jack pizza. All right. All right. Uh, so that's all I got today, Christian. Anything else you want to add before we sign off? Nope. But pretty much uh, just shout out to my family, all my training partners. Love you, Mom. Thanks for having me. Right on that's Christian Strictly Business Car, uh, interview with MMAT Company. Stay safe, Christian. Yes, sir.